ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. The Quilted Bananas program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The programme is sponsored through the generosity of the Rural Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. Wellington Access Radio is live on 106.1 FM, right across Wellington region, and online via podcast. Just check our website. Access Radio. The Quilted Bananas program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views, and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events, and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women, and non binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The program is sponsored through the generosity of the Rural Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM.
Good morning and welcome to Quilted Bananas. We've got in that studio today Angelie Tooby, who will be our presenter, and myself, Debbie, ticking and occasionally saying the odd word here and there. But Angelie has got an awesome program organised for us today, so I'm going to pass it on to her. So welcome, Angelie. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's roughly 10am on Sunday the 6th of March. Who could have believed that just, you know, a moment ago it was New Year's Eve, but... Indeed. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Okay. Um, so I thought today I would use my time to hopefully do some good in the world. So we'll just see how that goes. Um, and I thought, given the state of the world, I'm going to dedicate this show to the rainbow community in the Ukraine. Um, as we sip our coffee, they're fighting the fight of their lives. Um, let's not pretend it's a peacekeeping mission or um, anything other than the war that it is. So, yeah, today I'm going to be talking about the people of their Ukraine. We'll be sharing some music uh, and, yeah, just having to think about the sorts of issues that are happening over there and, and also but what it means for us. So first I thought I would just take us on a walk down memory lane and have a look at the LBTQIA plus history of Ukraine. So, here we go. In 1991, Ukraine gained its independence following the collapse of the Soviet Union. At that time, the country's key religion, the Eastern Orthodox Church, was very influential, much in the same way that the Catholic Church has been incredibly influential in countries like Ireland and Italy. At the time of Ukraine's independence, there were few rights and protections for members of rainbow communities. In 2010, a European survey found that 28% of Ukrainians believed LGBT people should have equal rights. So that's less than 30%. So that, that's, you know, quite a significant hill to climb. In 2017, that figure had grown to 56%. So part of that change had been supported and encouraged by legal reforms that were slowly being implemented after um, independence. So, for example, in 2015, anti-discrimination laws were improved to provide more protections for members of rainbow communities. And in 2016, changes were made to the process for gen transgender people um, around, you know, um, updating their identity and um, living with their, their true identity. The opportunity, to, the opportunity to join the EU is going to be a catalyst for further accelerating that change. And I know that uh, Ukraine have now made an emergency application to join the EU, but before that, before that emergency request had been made, they were already working on that. And joining the EU would have been, will be incredibly important for a lot of social justice and social change, progressive rights and... Um, improving conditions for rainbow people in that country. And I think the key point is just like New Zealand, Ukrainian society has been on a journey and it's a journey of incremental change that becomes sustainable over time, that improves lives and opportunities for rainbow communities. 
you know, I, I can remember when you know, same-sex marriage was initially talked about and, you know, there were huge protests here and lots of opposition and, and faith groups feeling, you know, that um, we are maybe travelling in the run, wrong direction as a society. We got civil union um, legislation passed and then, you know, over time people got comfortable, people had a lived experience and now we have same-sex marriage as if it was always here. Um, so I think it's that, you know, when we look at Ukraine, we can see similar trajectories of social change and progress being made. And now we sort of think about, okay, so that's the state of Ukraine society now. So what what threat or, or what issue might the war actually create? And I think we have to be really clear here. The Russian invasion poses a real and significant threat to rainbow communities in Ukraine. Russian law does not provide protection for same-sex couples. There are no anti-discrimination protections. So whilst there are processes for transgender people to update their identities, that can only be done post-surgery uh, and they can still be discriminated against with impunity. There are no hate crime laws in Russia. In 2017, there are a wave of torture and killings of gay men in Chechnya, for example. Anti-propaganda laws limit free speech. You can be jailed for talking about homosexuality um, and non-heteronormative um, relationships in Russia. Protesters are dealt with harshly, as we've seen in the arrest of hundreds of Russians speaking up against the war. Putin has poisoned opposition leaders and just in the last 72 hours, Putin has outlawed accurate reporting of the war. There is no free press in Russia. The situation for LGBT people is fraught, and that's putting it mildly. The gains made in Ukraine will be wiped away if Russia wins the war Putin started. So there are many organisations mobilising to help Ukrainians. UNICEF, Medicine Sun Frontiers, which is very bad French for Doctors Without Borders. The International Committee of the Red Cross, they all need our support. But most importantly, the Ukrainian people need our support and they need to know that we have their back and that we're speaking truth to Putin's power. Um, Miss Debbie, do we, do we have the opportunity for some music? Almost, almost, okay. yes. Okay, so um, I'll just buy us some more time. We're just having a slight technical hitch um, at the moment. As in someone turned the computer off. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. my God, yes, indeed, <laughs> yes. So how long do we think the rebooting process? Uh, no, I know it's, it's up. I just need okay. to find out our song that we want to play and we'll be all good. Okay, so. well, I could, just while we do that, I could do a little plug for an awesome local production that is available online because I know that at the moment people are a little bit hesitant about going out and mingling in large crowds. So the, the production I want to talk about is Suffolk Lake. It can be viewed on demand via the BATS Theatre website. Um, this is a non-binary lesbian ballet set in ancient Greece that explores and proves that love is real. It's a definite must-watch on everybody's um, red zone 
stay home, um, but I need some culture moment. Mm-hmm. So absolutely um, check that out if you haven't already because it's absolutely magnificent. Um, so we're now going to go to um, the Ukrainian national anthem, which um, was going to play a little bit earlier in the show, but that's okay. Um, in honour of all of the people of Ukraine. And um, the the anthem is actually played by the Ukrainian Navy Band, so it's going to be absolutely spectacular. Um, fire away, please, Miss Debbie. Okay, so that was quite rousing. Um, so I'm just going to go back to do some more event notices um, because it's always good to know what's on out and about in our community. Under the red traffic light system, the Lilac Library, as with all other libraries um, in the community, is operating. So you can pop in um, and see the tattoo exhibition, which is still running, and you can also pick up a fantastic two weeks worth of reading just in case you do need to pop home and self-isolate for a little while. Um, excuse me, I'm just going to have a little cough. <coughs> um, for some reason, I decided to breathe my coffee this morning <laughs> instead of actually drinking it. So um, note to self, don't do that again. Um, yes, so Lilac Library is awesome, has huge range of books, um, novels, biographies, um awesome resource and yeah why not have at least two weeks worth of reading um, stocked up at home at any given time I think it would be get off Netflix and you know really um, enjoy some good writing there's lots of it about if you do want to go out and mingle with people and maybe talk about the books you've just borrowed from Lilac Library and you live in Paikakariki there are occasional drinks and dinner at Finn's this month, and that'll be happening on Friday the 18th of March at 8.30. All you have to do is ring Finn's and add your name to Sally's table. So that will be absolutely fantastic. Um, and what else have we got? Oh, this thing I found on the internet. It's amazing. Mending Mondays. Um, so with your Mending Mondays... You basically go online, 
they give you lessons on how to mend stuff. So I'm kind of calling it uh, stitch, don't ditch. Um, and so you can fix your stuff instead of throwing it away or, you know, cutting it up for rags or whatever you might do with um, broken um, clothing. So it's an online event, which is also really awesome. So you can do it in the comfort of your own home. So if you go onto Facebook and just search for Mending Mondays, um, you can be part of the action. And yeah, the next events are happening on the Monday the 14th of March. I think there's a morning session and also an evening session. So depending on what your schedule is looking like, you can squeeze something in there. Um, I, I think it's great to reject the whole fast fashion thing of, you know, we buy a $2 t-shirt wear it once or twice it falls apart we throw it out how about we kind of you know mend what we've got and you know honor all the resources that have gone in to create that thing the the cost of clothing for the mm. environment is incredibly high so oh my god i'm on another high horse there you go <laughs> um so um should we what's the the music situation's looking pretty good that's there? all good yes okay so um do we have the yep okay um, yep. So um, we've had gorgeous music at the top of the show, um, which name I, I can't remember now. Um, who was that by, Debbie? Who did we go by? It was um, A Typical Love by Betty. Excellent. And we've oh. also obviously had the Ukrainian National Anthem. Well, this, this next song um, comes from a group which I believe is Oyden von Knoo. Um Sorry, my Ukrainian is terrible. They're an indie band from Lviv, um, and during March are touring America. So I did do a bit of a search to see if they are actually physically in America at the moment, um, and I think they are um, because their show at the famous or infamous Viper Room in Los Angeles, um, um, they've got two shows there on the 20th and 21st of March, are still going. So um, they're going to be our first awesome Ukrainian um, sort of band this morning so let's throw it over to them and have a listen Хто ти човне, що шукаєш житки і куди пливеш? І за чим туди шукаєш, щоб робочого ще ждеш? Біг мій вічний, то вже не знаю, пиля носить, бупиря реве. Скали грозять, надять просять, к собі береги мене. Думать, що тужити, що питатися про ці, нині жити завтра гнити, нині страха завтра пі. Кажу, що природа мати держить нас, як їм там треба. Навкінці мене цілого знов до себе відбере. Ти човне, що шукаєш, швидки і куди пливеш, і за чим туди шукаєш, що робочого ще ждеш, їх мій вічний, то вже не знаю, хвиля носить, буря реве, скали грозять, надять, просять, к собі береги мене. 
Welcome back. Hey. Great music. It is. Hey, and I've just heard um, a rumour on the Coomera Vine that um, our intro for the show wasn't actually heard. So um, I think we might just quickly rewind um, so that that music has a little bit of context. Yeah. So um, hi, everyone. My name is Anjali um, and I'm ably assisted and supervised this morning by Debbie. Um, who is acting in that supervisory capacity as well as tech. So she has her hands full this morning. Um, so basically what I have what I sort of talked about at the opening of the show was that given the state of the world, I'm dedicating the show to Rainbow Community in Ukraine because as we sip our coffee, they are fighting for their lives, literally. So... This morning, I want to be talking about what's happening in Ukraine and what it means for us. But first, we need to have a look at the LGBTQI plus history of Ukraine. So let's have a little walk down memory lane. In 1991, Ukraine gained its independence following the collapse of the Soviet Union. At that time, the country's key religion was the Eastern Orthodox Church, which is very influential in much the same way that the Catholic Church has been incredibly influential in countries like Italy and Ireland. And at the time of its independence, there were few rights and protections for members of rainbow communities in Ukraine. In 2010, a European study found that 28%, only 28% of Ukrainians believed LGBT people should have equal rights. In 2017, that figure had grown to 56 so part of that change was supported by legal reforms slowly being implemented. For example, in 2015, anti-discrimination laws were improved and in 2016, changes were made to improve processes for transgender people. The opportunity to join the EU had it flown th flowed through normal processes would have been the catalyst for accelerating that rate of change. Just like New Zealand... Ukrainian society is on a change journey, incrementally making sustainable change that will improve the lives and opportunities for rainbow communities. Um, and, and we have seen that ourselves in our growth and development in New Zealand society as we have had increasingly more reforms and better representation of rainbow issues in our community. The Russian invasion poses a real and significant threat to that pro progress and it's also a threat to the rainbow communities in Ukraine. And why would I say that? 
Russian law does not provide protections for same-sex couples. There are no anti-discrimination protections. So whilst there are processes for trans- transgender people to to update their identities, that can only be done post-surgery, and they can still be discriminated against with impunity. There are no hate laws in Russia. In 2017, there was a wave of torture and killings of gay men in Chechnya. Anti-propaganda laws limit free speech. Protesters are dealt with harshly, as we've seen in the arrest of hundreds of Russians speaking up against the war. Putin has poisoned opposition leaders to ensure that his grip on power is um, unchallenged. And just in the last 72 hours, Putin has outlawed accurate reporting of the war. There is no free press in Russia. The situation for LGBT people is fraught, to put it mildly. The gains made in Ukraine will be wiped away if Russia wins the war Putin has started. There are many organisations mobilising to help Ukrainians. UNICEF, Medicines Sans Frontières, which is poor French for Doctors Without Borders, the International Committee of the Red Cross. They all need our support and the Ukrainian people need to know that we support them. So um, that was that was my high horse moment this morning. Um, and then we um, played the Ukrainian National Anthem and then you just heard um, that first song as well. So um, what I might now do is give you a little bit of um, update on events and things happening around the um, region. So my first one is going to be, um, for this segment anyway, um, to mention to you that on March the 22nd, which is a Tuesday, at 7.30pm at Fringe Bar, the Wellington Creative Feminist Creative Community will be hosting an online poetry event. Um, sorry, it's not at Fringe Bar, is it? Because it's going to be online. Sorry, just misread my own notes. Um, it's going to be a fantastic lineup, which will include Wellington comedy darling, um, Creative Kate, um, and also me. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put me and then finished on the high note of Kate. But anyway, um, so, yeah, um, to give you a taste of the sorts of um, things I write about and the sort of tone of my work, I thought I'd read a poem that I had originally written last year um, during what the, the troubles in Miramar, eh, Myanmar. Um, and it's called Freedom, but I've slightly updated it a little bit um, and reposted it to my blog just to sort of provide some way of expressing the feelings I have at the moment around what's happening in Ukraine. So this one is called Freedom. You cannot extinguish the light of freedom. You can shoot the messenger, turn off the el- electricity, or destroy the network connections through which it flows more readily, but you cannot extinguish the light of freedom. That deep yearning comes from a place that torture cannot reach. It is a truth that stands in defiance of misinformation and puppeteer machinations. It has manifested across millennia, often carried by people who did the most seditious thing imaginable. They lived to pass down their story. You cannot extinguish the light of freedom because it is written in our DNA, driving a hunger only democracy can satisfy. It does not need symbols or words. 
long after you have fallen, a mere footnote in history. Long after your bones are dust, the light of freedom will burn on. Ah, so, yes, that, that um, is the sort of thing I write about and kind of that's a taste of my poetry, if that's the first time you've heard it. Um, so our next music this morning, um, if we're ready for that, comes from Jamala, an Ukrainian singer and actor um, who I've been following a little bit on social media of late. And um, she has made her way to Turkey with her two children. So she is now a singer, an actor, a mother, and a war refugee. Ти 
cool was that um so yes um i'm just going to do a little recap because i've sort of lost my place a little bit so i'm just going to make sure that i've spoken to you about sapphic lake which can be viewed on demand from bats um we know that lilac library is still operating we know that and so you can get your your library books from lilac library on miller street and that there's wonderful occasional drinks and dinner event happening at Finn's on the 18th of March in Paikakariki. So one thing I didn't actually tell you about was um, that this month's Overland and Cafe Club have decided not to have a walk. So the March event won't be happening, but keep an eye on their information on the internet um, because I think you can just search for them or look at uh, wellingtonlesbian.net.nz and you can get updates there. What else is happening out and about? Uh, heaps and heaps of things on. So uh, there are still shows on for Fringe Festival. So if you're looking at actually leaving the house and getting out and about and supporting local artists, you can do that with um, Safaita face-to-face contact with events still happening this week it's it is actually the last week of fringe festival so go to fringe.co.nz to see what shows are happening uh, and buy a ticket and go along and have a fantastic time we also have campground comedy convening at ivy bar at 8 p.m on the 17th of March, featuring a fierce and fabulous lineup of LGBTQAII plus comedians from Wellington and beyond. So I think that will be a real hoot. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's, it's good to laugh and it's good to have some smiling time for a little while. If you're not that interested in going full out public contact with a lot of people, then you could do something slightly slower in pace and that's head into the Lagans archive at the National Library. And Lagans is the Lesbian and Gay Archive of New Zealand. And there you can find out the history of our progress and our journey to change as a society. You can also donate documents and this wonderful word, um, I think it's imperia? euphemia or something it's just, oh. all of the bits and pieces like posters and newsletters and yep. um, meeting minutes and um yeah all of all of that sort of stuff so if you have boxes of material from when you used to belong to a lesbian advocacy group or you were protesting about um something then you can actually donate that to lagans 
So huge shout out to the volunteers there that have been working to preserve our stories. And you can become a volunteer too. So they always need help. So just uh, get in touch with them. They have a, a wonderful website. You can Google them and find them. And yeah, be a, be a part of um, keeping our history alive because it's really important to do that. And thinking about history and keeping things alive, um, haiku is a Japanese poetry form. <laughs> so I thought I might split up this morning's longer poems with a little bit of haiku. So they're very, very short, so you have to be paying full attention or you might miss one word, and one word can be very, very important with haiku. So here we go. The first one is called Today's Mail. The postal system will move millions of letters but none are for me. That's quite a sad one. Uh, roses for love. Last week's roses wilt. Petals may drop to the floor, but the love goes on. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this one is called Long COVID. Two years trying to escape the long embrace of claims it's a hoax. And on the COVID theme, a little tiny bit on the COVID theme in honour of everyone working from home at the moment, conference call. Project a background and lose credibility when PJs are seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yes. <laughs> so that's something just a little bit silly. Um, okay, so let's go to another song. This time we'll be hearing Sonia Kay at the height of her career as the Ukrainian pop sensation. Wow. Ти не маєш жити, бо 
am ashamed to say that before I started researching music for today's um, program, I never realised just how vibrant the Ukrainian music scene is. It's fantastic. Um, so many influences and styles and just really fantastic uh, artistic expression. So talking about artistic prof- expression, it, it feels like it's all about me this morning. So mm-hmm. I thought I would do another poem, which is actually written about me, um, by me. <laughs> so if that's not the most egotistical thing you've ever heard, I don't know what is. This one is called Dumpster Diving Diva. Did you say you've been to the thrift store? Girl, I've just been to four. I bought these shoes and at least two dresses, one long, one short, and a tennis racket in case I ever find a court. I have a $2 cake stand and music for a jazz band. Not that I know how to play, but I might learn one day. I sift through the free bin. The stuff that people discard is a sin. I'm elbow deep and will let out a shriek. Look what I just found, a cord to set up surround sound. My wedding was self-catered, chic, not colour-coordinated, Waterford crystal glasses in the candlelight, Wedgwood trays full of tasty delights. And I will dumpster dive again to save more books from pulping and stop designer chairs from ending up in a landfill somewhere. I can't shop at big box retail. I'm too busy at the filler bag sale. Not that I'm a hoarder. I like tidiness and order and saving beautiful things so that they can live again. I have a collection of carved stone cats and brass, this and that's, more books than I can read and more art than I probably need. Some people like their cheap fast fashion, but vintage designer and cashmere are my passion at a fraction of the cost too, if the, planet, if the health of the planet concerns you. You might be surprised that I'm a germaphobe, but if I can clean it, I'll find it a home. Some people might say I'm a hoarder. I feel like I'm more a skilled gatherer of thrown away treasures. The hunt brings me pleasure. And I don't just look for me. If I know what you'll need, I'll commit it to memory. And in six months' time, I'll have found a dozen of that discontinued line. Choose the colour to match your decor. They were only 50 cents each. I'll donate the rest to a church swap meet. And after I've spent my shopping money, we'll have lunch at Denny's and then browse through reduced to clear. I need coffee pods and the super mache's too dear. I'm a dumpster diving diva. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so that is sort of quite quite light and fluffy. Um, so would we like another poem, do you think? Or? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So I'm just going to tee up another little one. Uh, which is called Origins. Well, Origins, where are you from? Um, Because I think we often ask that when we first meet someone, hello, my name is, what is your name? Where are you from? Where are you from? Mm. Uh, And so that question always elicits, in me at least, like a a moment of tension because I don't really know. Um, So, you know, my ancestors' people arrived in Australia a hundred and something years ago. I'm really removed from the culture and countries that they left behind. So I don't really know what Australian means, like what is an Australian. 30% of Australia has been born overseas. So 
um, there has to be some component of newness and inventing a new identity that's not linked necessarily to where you're from, but maybe where you're going. And I think that's something that Australians don't really realise that they need to think about where they're going. Yep. I think that's a cultural difference between New Zealand and Australia, which is a, a very good cultural difference to have. Um, so, so this is my poem, Origins, Where Are You From? I am from an arid land and from where I now stand. I am from both long ago and yesterday, from the dreams that swept people away. I am from your imagination and my own explanation. I am from somewhere that feels like nowhere. I am from the colonial expansion and economic exploitation. I am from a broken history and a future yet to be. Mm. Very good. Um, so, yeah, um, so that's a little taste of my poetry. If you'd like to hear more, I'll be performing on the 22nd of March at the online event for Wellington Feminist Creative Community. Um, and I also have a blog, com, so you can find me on the internet. I haven't posted much this week because I've been really um, busy with work and prepping for the show, etc., um, etc. Et so also, I yeah, so you, I, I think poetry is cool and it, it's a neat way of expressing yourself and I think everyone can give it a go. It, it's very democratic. Um, there is no right or wrong way to do it. So it's just heaps of fun to get amongst. So obviously today during the show, I've been talking about freedom and Ukraine. And one of the aspects of that I just wanted to touch on before we get to the end of the show is some of the critique of the response to what's happening in, U in Ukraine. And people, very learned people, very knowledgeable people, have been talking, particularly on social media, about the Eurocentric virtue signaling that they see happening so some people have observed that you know there hasn't been an outpouring of concern about china's humans human rights violation that you know not one country refused to participate in the two olympic games that have just happened in beijing you know we're not getting updates on the situation in syria yemen or myanmar possibly because the oppressed people in those locations aren't white christians and I say that's a fair call, but it shouldn't be an excuse to become silent about the invasion of Ukraine. We shouldn't recoil from the fight. Rather, we should be concerned and actively engaged with what's happening in South America, in Africa, in Asia and the USA. Um, you know, I'm sure we've all heard about the voter suppression happening in the USA. How is that any different to suppressing protests against Putin in Russia? Mm. Um, you know, people need to have a voice in their systems of government. Action on human rights should not depend on the colour of a person's skin or their faith or their sexual identity. You know, we're humans together. We're, we're only the one race there is is human race. And I think we need to support each other. So I suggest what's happening in the Ukraine should be the wake up call we've needed. The rise of extremists in Hungary was barely created a ripple here in our consciousness. But if you follow the connections, follow the money of all of these things, they're part of a growing movement towards fascism. From conservative Christians unpicking the constitutional rights of American women to calls to assassinate the Prime Minister here in New Zealand. All of these things are part of a bigger trend and none of it bodes well for us in rainbow communities. 
Freedom can only thrive where there is eternal vigilance. We need to look up from our own piece of the world to engage with the issues impacting humanity. We live in a terrarium. What happens in one area of our world will affect us eventually. So I think New Zealand needs to be actively engaged on the world stage. Now's not the time to be insular. We can spend our, spread our sphere of influence by letting the government know that we support the people of Ukraine and demand that New, New Zealand places meaningful sanctions on Russia as a matter of urgency. Let the government know we support the Uyghurs and the Rohingya and all the other oppressed people living in the 48 countries ruled by authoritarian regimes and dictators. You know, that's almost a quarter of the world mm. living in oppression. It, yeah, it, we can't stay silent in our privileged free society. I think it's up to all of us to really think about what we can do and how we can show support for everyone re- who is suffering from oppression, regardless of, yeah, skin colour, sexual identity, their faith. Um, we should really be in this together, really trying to keep that fire of freedom alive and to burn that light as a beacon for the whole world. So to close, I've got a couple of final thoughts. So in a, which probably a little bit confronting, but I think it sort of I feel I have to say it anyway, whether you want to hear it or whether you want to agree with me or disagree with me. I think that's the beauty of our system is that you can have a, a vastly differing opinion and share your opinion. We, we don't have lockdowns of the press here. We don't have protesters being rounded up and loaded into vans and never seen again. You know, we have a really good functioning judicial system. We have you know, moderately effective media. We, we could ask the media to do more and we could support investigative journalism by tuning into the shows that do that, by, um, you know, subscribing to the news services that do dig deeper. Um, so I think, you know, there, there are things that we can do both large and small in our own lives that enhance and strengthen our own democracy and our own freedoms and then use those that those rights and freedoms as a platform for helping other people achieve the same level of freedom. So, yeah, my final thoughts this morning are that in addition to the 6 million Jewish people that died in the Nazi genocide in Europe in World War II, about 5 million others were also targeted for annihilation. The Nazis did not like gay people. They did not like Roma people sometimes referred to as gypsies. They did not like people with a disability. They did not want them in their pure society. And they certainly didn't like unionists standing up for workers' rights. So that's, you know, upwards of 11 million people were um, targeted by Nazis directly and who who lost their lives um, because of that um, regime. Since then, we've, we've scratched our heads and we've wondered how such evil could happen. Now, how could people have stood by and allow their neighbours to be transported away? Um, how, how could the world have stood by and allow that atrocity to happen? And I think after World War II, all of these countries sort of felt that they had a strength and resolve that never again. But it is happening again, and mm. it's happening at least in 48 countries um, with these sorts of regimes that can act against people with impunity. 
I think the 21st century should be the time in human history when we finally decide to work with others and draw a line to make that slogan never again a lived reality. What's happening in Ukraine is a microcosm of what's happening elsewhere and it's a call to our better angels to care and to become part of the solution. So our closeout music will come from another Ukrainian act, um, Pena Velkova, which is a female trio that should have been performing shows this month in Kiev. Um, so Kiakaha, Ukraine.
The Quilt of Bananas program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The programme is sponsored through the generosity of the Rural Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. That programme was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.